0: It is finished in January 17th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknacht Morning 5 in Change. Coming to you from a snowy, icy, sunny city. I can only assume the same holds true with Steve Wilfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Coming to you from the bedroom community of Indianapolis, Indiana. Steve, how's The weather is not
1: good, and it's only getting worse here in Indianapolis. Uh, Tomorrow, we're supposed to get deluged by snow, and then Saturday, it's going to be like negative eight. It's going to be a rough weekend here, and I know we send all that weather east to y'all
0: in Dayton, down 70 to Columbus, Ohio. It's frigid. No, it's legit winter. I had a day off for ice this week for the kids, even though we live in a walking community. The girl definitely broke her arm on Monday walking to school, so Tuesday we got the old delay, which was nice. Speaking of big things happening in Indianapolis, DeJuan Jones. People get used to offensive line being a topic here on the BM5. You can see the Buckeyes taking a ton of them over the next few years, as many as five in the class of 2020. So offensive line will be a heavy topic. Dewan Jones is a heavy human being. He's a tall human being. He's a wide human being. Will he be a Buckeye? Please bring us up to speed on your neighbor, Dewan Jones. Well, Mother Nature
1: took play a big factor on DeJuan Jones
0: and, and his
1: Ohio State official visit that was originally scheduled for last weekend, pushed to this weekend, Currently scheduled to arrive on Sunday and leave on Monday because he has basketball games on Friday and Saturday. However, I'm told that um, if the if Dewan gets word that his games tomorrow and Saturday are canceled, he may he is going to try and beat the weather out and get to Columbus for his official and and just handle it on the regularly typical Friday Saturday. Deal go home on Sunday. So, Mother Nature impacting that one. Um, Ohio State has the edge for DeWine, Um and uh they're battling USC, who's done a terrific job recruiting him, and uh, he's already taken an official USC. Did that during the fall. Florida,
0: Penn State also in the mix for Dewan Jones. Is there anything pulling into USC more than the gorgeous weather and the good football?
1: Well, I think that the offer, the, the idea of getting away to somewhere warmer is intriguing to the family too. Uh, they got some family out there. And again, USC, they've been out five times to see the kids, so they're,
0: they're recruiting, they're recruiting them as well as anybody. I wouldn't mind moving to USC right about now, but I digress. Let's stay on the offensive line topic. Doug Nestor, there was a vibe here, um Doug Nesser, of course, who has verbally committed to Ohio State and has not signed and is talking about taking visits. There was a time when I really did think Doug Nesser would be ultimately playing his college football, you know, in a place other than Ohio State. I actually am feeling more positive about it now, maybe because of the All-Star game and him getting a chance to rub elbows with some teammates. Is my optimism unfounded? What's your vibe on the Nesser the deal? Well, he's on the official visit list for Ohio State this weekend, and he gets to take two trips, as
1: you all know by now, because of the coaching change. You can take two officials to the school if you still have your allotted, one of your allotted five still remaining, and and he obviously does. So he's coming back. He's going to visit Penn State the following weekend, Virginia Tech, right before signing day. I think it's ultimately an Ohio State-Penn State uh, deal. Could he stick with Ohio State? Absolutely. But could he flip to Penn State? I think so. Um, Penn State, um getting him back up there next weekend with his dad and so, uh, it'll be an opportunity for them. Uh, but this is an opportunity for Ohio State to maybe distance himself and even perhaps even get him to shut it down. He's been committed for a darn near two years, right? So um we'll, we'll see. I'm still, yes, I think Ohio State could keep him, but, but there's still some doubt on that recruitment going into this official visit this weekend at least from my standpoint
0: yeah I'm not sure how I feel about that um I get the fact that everyone's supposed to do what their is best on them and stuff but this makes no sense to me I don't know what more you need to see but Doug and his family obviously have a huge good decision to make we'll see if they make the right one or not <laughs> let's try to get let's try to get what good it's fucked up this is, a, this is not Buck Rational Observers, bro. Um, let's talk about another former Buckeye, Tate Martell. I figure we're not going to be able to talk about Tate that much longer, and uh, the fans love the chatter, so let's get it over with. You've done some really good reporting on this, talked about his uh, legal attempts. As you sit back and look at this situation, what's your general vibe? Do you... Do you like the way Martell played his cards? Kind of the braggadocious start and then a, uh, exit after that. What do you think of his move to Miami in general? And how do you think he'll do? He's
1: still one of the better high school quarterbacks that's produced, uh, during my time covering recruiting. Had an amazing career, at Bishop Foreman. He's a guy that was a lightning rod and still performed under heavy scrutiny. No shame in coming to Ohio State and not beating out J.T. Barrett, the all-time total yardage leader in the Big Ten, or Dwayne Haskins, who's going to be a first-round draft pick. Um, I thought he competed hard at Ohio State. It seems like his teammates really liked him, and he doesn't see an opportunity to accomplish everything he wanted to accomplish as a football player at Ohio State. So. He's going elsewhere, uh, in light of Justin Fields transferring to Ohio State, who obviously, you know, we ranked as the number two player in the country behind Trevor Lawrence, so we thought it was pretty damn good, and he's got a chance to be really special at Ohio State, and sounds like he has, a, he, none, none, this isn't anything I've heard, but based on what I've read reporting-wise, sounds like he has a shot to gain immediate eligibility. Um, it would have been t- be tough for anyone to beat Justin Fields out. Um so he goes to Miami, where he's got some buddies that he played high school ball with, uh, for, to play with the new coaching staff, uh, in, in Manny Diaz, a, a brand new offensive coordinator, and Dan Enos, who did a terrific job, uh, tutoring the quarterbacks at Alabama and Tua and Jalen Hurts. I think we'll, the times we saw Jalen Hurts this year, he was significantly better than he was the previous two years in his career, and people still need to remember, we're talking about the 2016 SEC Offensive Player of the Year. So even though Jalen Hurts may have regressed as a sophomore, he was still pretty damn good even in those first two years. Um, So uh, an exciting opportunity for Tate Martell to go down there and learn learn from Dan Enos. Um, I would think that he had inside information on who he will be competing against from his teammates, that's just me speculating, his former high school teammates. I think those other two guys on the depth chart are pretty good, or at least have some trait to them. Uh, Nicozy Perry is a guy that I believe has some trait to him. And Jaron Williams is a guy that I'm still, you know, pretty excited about his future. So of the three programs that Tate Martell uh, considered, uh, from my report, West Virginia, who, who he visited, Miami, who he visited, in Louisville, who he didn't visit, but was scheduled to visit before announcing for Miami, um, he picked the tougher depth chart of the three. So he's he you never know, he he you know he picked a huge stage at Ohio State. Now he picks a depth chart that is, is pretty competitive. He tweeted it himself. Don't don't miss on the second swing. He did. He didn't give a, he didn't pick a fat juicy fastball in my opinion to drive right out of the yard. I mean he's got he's got some legitimate competition in the room in my opinion as it stands right now. I'm not saying he's not going to win it out. I don't even know if he's gonna you know, he may sit out a year. So what if Jaron Williams wins the job and has a good year and then you're sitting out sitting out the year? There's a lot of it's easy for me to um scrutinize the decision from afar in that regard, but you know, eventually you strap it up and you go out there and, and you play and the best man typically gets the job at any program in the country.
0: My question to you would be he is getting a lawyer enough, do you think he'll be immediately eligible?
1: Well anyone that anyone that's looking to gain instant eligibility has to get a lawyer. And so um He's just, you know, taking a shot.
0: I'll say this. If you'd have given me just a choice whether Kate Martell would end up in Morgantown, Louisville, or Miami, I would have chosen Miami. It feels That's very much bet. more just yeah, in general. Right. Not even talking about football programs. I'm just talking about Vegas to the stage of Columbus, Ohio State. not exactly by Columbus is some major cosmopolitan area. No, I love it. Thirteenth biggest
1: um, city in the country.
0: But I'm just, just saying, right, Miami and Vegas, it's, but you know, Miami, Vegas, the spotlight in Miami, it's just, I think Marshall has a chance to really the and I'll admit this, much like I followed LSU, I will follow Miami now more than I did before because, you know, we've, we've gained a little interest in chasing We appreciate you stopping by. We hope you stay warm. You stay warm, too, Buckner. Have a good one. Gentlemen, take care. See you on the front row.